It's a new year. 2023 is here. Putting on my list of minis. New season, let's cheers. Let's talk about the future. Let's talk about the past. Time to get on the nut, your average Joel podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Not Your Average Joel. So today we have another good conversation and a good topic that I'm ready to talk about. But before I tell everybody what the topic is about, I want to welcome back Jay Walker to my channel. This is his second time here. And if y'all remember, he's actually across the pond over in the UK. So we're having to do um, do this at like different times of the day for both of us. It's morning time here for me and it's um, getting close to the evening time for him. So um, I'm glad that we were able to make this work and to meet up and get to um, talk about yet another good conversation and another good topic. So thank you for being here. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me, Joel. Always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. Yes, most definitely. I feel like last time our conversation on popularity was a really good one. I feel like you even had some really good questions that like some even like stumbled me. It's like, you know, that's like some good questions that you brought up. So and it may happen in this uh, conversation as well, because um, I think that this uh, this conversation is like so relevant to today's society, which, by the way, everybody, I guess I might as well tell you all what this topic is about. It's going to be about pride versus humility so i feel like pride is like is like a really big thing that's happening in today's culture and humility is kind of on the lower end so i could tell it would be fun to uh to talk about both of these and like kind of talk about um how we should you know how we should look at both of these uh different topics so i'm going to go ahead and get into these questions i only have a few questions that i'm going to ask jay walker and i'm going to provide some input as well but i'm going to allow him the opportunity to answer these questions first so i guess we're going to go ahead and get started in here so my first question um is when it comes to the word pride um, I feel like it has, well, obviously, I feel like it has more of a negative, like, connotation or a negative meaning when it when you hear that word in comparison to humility. But I would say that there is a healthy level of pride that I feel like people should have. Um, would you agree with that statement or not? Uh, I, th- I think potentially, I think the the key thing here is probably the, the definition, like, just to check, we're both saying the same thing. When you say pride, what do you mean by that? So the way I'm thinking of it, I feel like there is two different prides. There's two different like definitions of pride. So when I think of it, um, I'm thinking of it more in the way of like having like confidence in yourself, and like maybe that like brings in like pride in a like more of a positive way compared to like an arrogance side of pride yeah because I, I think that's the kind of um the the crux of it really in terms of like to say which one's good and which one's bad because I, I i would i would say pride is like self-worship i would say then i would say confidence is like a belief in your own like abilities or wherever this is being applied 
Um, so, so I'd say there's probably like a big difference in my mind um, between the two things, but I think often they're kind of used like interchangeably, mm -hmm. which I think is is part of the reason we kind of have um, these issues. So, like to to stick to your question in terms of the confidence, I'd say yes. Um, a, a functioning level of confidence is definitely um, a good thing. Um, the pride one, I think that's where it gets tricky. Um, because we start crossing over to God's glory and what's meant for us. So by by my own definition of self-worship, I would say bad. But by your definition, which is confidence, I would say, yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because when you do, when people do hear the word pride at first, they do think of more of the the cockiness, the, you know, the arrogant side of things where it does lead to like, a self-worship where you take the glory away from God and you just place it on yourself. So I could definitely see, you know, that side of things where if when people say that, you know, you should have pride, it's like, oh, like when you hear that right away, right off the bat, you're thinking like, so you're saying I should be, I should like glorify myself and like everything. But it's like, no, it's like there's that healthy level of confidence as well. Like you said, I think everyone should have um, confident and like believe in themselves and like their capabilities and the skills that they have and even the gifts that, you know, the Lord has given them. So yeah, I think there's a, there's a healthy level of pride when it comes to the definition of like, um, like confidence, but but I think that the other side of like having that self-worship, I think that tank needs to be pretty empty because I think at the end of the day, we know that the glory goes to God and everything that we do, or or it should at least. Yeah, because it feels like it almost needs like a, a bit of an update, um, the vocabulary. And I, I kind of find this sometimes with um English, you know, when you'd be looking at like a Bible translation or something like that, and they'll have like what it means in Latin and they'll have like an unpacking in Hebrew and and in English, you're kind of just stuck with certain words. Because even when like when someone says you should have some pride in yourself, I think um, what they mean is standards. Like, <laughs> I don't even think they mean like confidence necessarily. Like when your mom's saying to clean up your room or something like that, uh, she's not saying have confidence and believe in yourself. She's like saying have a kind of a standard of living that is that isn't this mess we're looking at on the floor right now yeah yeah i'm actually glad that you know you brought that up as an example and i think that's why i, I liked that i started off with this question because i feel like when you think of the word pride i feel like it could just go in so many different directions because you know people have their own like perspective or different like uh, opinion on the word pride um especially with like today's culture when it comes to like pride and uh, different different areas of like society so I think that uh you know even bringing up that like I think like you're right there is like a standard that you know that it comes with when you hear that word pride like especially when like so cleaning your room it's uh it's not you know like oh like I do you have confidence that you're gonna complete this it's like no like basically I'm telling you it's gotta happen and <laughs> so yeah it's like a yeah, I, th I like that. That you know, there's so many different angles that this word can like offer, and that it, there's different, um, you know, just different lightings that you can just see this word shine in a positive way, or it can shine in like a negative way, just depending on how people view that word. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair, man. That's fair. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's um 
when I thought about this question, I was thinking like it it could probably it's almost in a way like a trick question sort of because it's like a, when you think of the yeah the regular term of like arrogance and self worship, you would think like why was why would Joel be saying that you should have arrogance? <laughs> but it's <laughs> like but then when I think of like the way I view um pride, I I do think of more of just having that self-confidence and because I feel like self-confidence is something that I struggle with sometimes here from time to time when it comes to certain areas of my life that maybe I don't feel like I'm as capable as somebody else but then um all it takes is just you know realizing my potential and like the gifts that God has given me and and just start believing in myself a little bit more so um so yeah that's why I think when it comes to having confidence i think it's um good to have because i think originally i was going to name this episode something like confidence versus cockiness or something like that because yeah because it was uh because i feel like this definition like you know there's those two different um aspects of the word pride but i thought the the title was going to be too long so that's why i was like let this go with um pride and humility and I'll just kind of explain it as we go go on in the conversation. Yeah, no, that that's that's fair because I think the the problem is, especially for us as Christians, I think it it rings as somewhat of a cautionary tale. Like, I think the majority of the time when pride is mentioned in the Bible, it's like literally it's parallel to being proud and then a fall, or being proud and then a collapse, or being proud and then like a a, a descent because the da- the danger of pride, I think, is okay. So, you you feel as though you're supposed to be worshipped or supposed to be acknowledged as being great in some way. Like, what happens then if other people don't conform to that idea? That's where what can get dangerous, and then it, I think it can get even more dangerous when other people do conform to the idea. So, like within our celebrity culture and worship and these things. It's like people's validation, esteem, and everything else is based on the 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 fans that they have and that kind of thing. You know, I think uh, idolatry in in twenty twenty three, it just it looks a lot different to the times of the Babylonians and these things. You know, we're not going to be sacrificing people at the um, top of structures and these things, but there is a lot of celebrity worship and pride acknowledgement and fulfillment going on like behind these celebs and the dark glasses and the jewelry and everything else yeah yeah that is very true that like there is a new sense of like uh pride and like idolatry like that comes into the game when you think of pride because like you said it's it's all about like giving acknowledgement and like almost like a, a a worship kind of like obsession with somebody and you know when these celebrities come out and you know everybody's all like trying to get you know, paparazzi shows up and everybody's trying to get pictures everyone's trying to ask especially when something controversial happens or something uh big happens for them whether they have a movie that just came out or something like that there is that level of idolatry um that like you said it's really different than like in the biblical days where they built like statues gold statues or or animal sacrifices or you know whatever the case may be there's different um things that 
come into play when it comes to idolatry. And I think that that's really good that you brought that up because um, the idolatry or like having someone almost worship you or like be like really obsessed with you can can really like bring pride into the game and really um, kind of build up like a, a big ego and it can make things, uh, it can be dangerous to deal with for sure. Yeah, because, you know, I, I look at somebody like uh, a Kanye, like for Kanye, he he was feeling as if he was that guy in Impeccable and should be acknowledged as being a genius and amazing before he had any wealth, any fame, anything else. Once you add that on top of it and you like add a, a billionaire status and these things, it's very hard um, to come back from. And then I'd say with that level of validation... So if if we cross it over, if we bend, if we bend for my definition closer to where you are in terms of the confidence, um, if we're if we're fully confident and we're fully happy with where we are, um, how how does it then sit with repentance, kind of as a doctrine, you know? Because um, I think with within within Christianity, we can find a place where we sit, where we can kind of have a biblical design for our character. Um, but in terms of looking out into the world and a confident person, I think if you're extremely happy with who you are, um, it becomes very difficult to then repent, change direction, forsake all of that validation and move towards Christ. Oh, yeah, that's really good. That That's a very good point that like if you almost feel like you're like you're almost like not perfect, but like you like you say, you have that like confidence that like, you know, they're like i I think I'm good in this area. I'm like great in this area. Like there, I don't need no room for improvement. I don't need to repent for this area of my life that maybe I'm not giving the glory to God in, but like it's working for me. So it's like, um, it, I can definitely see how, you know, you, if you have a little too much confidence in yourself, it can slowly like slide in, into that. Like, like, I feel like that's where it can collide where the two definitions come together. The, confidence and arrogance because if you start having too much confidence then it starts like slotting a little bit into that arrogant side even if you're not fully into that that pull or whatever you want to call it if you like slowly get into that um then it just almost feels like you can do life without god you have that confidence in yourself to just live life you know and and on your own and basically you put yourself on the throne so it, it could get very dangerous out here and i know that um that there are moments where i could even have those moments of like feeling like oh i got this i'm you know i'm good i, I don't i mean i don't ever say i don't need a lord but basically my actions is saying um i got this on my own i'm good without the lord and you know maybe a certain area and then all of a sudden here comes the lord hello and it's like okay well yeah. and i got it humbles you and then you realize, okay, like I gotta um, make this change in this area. Like I, I was taking it a little too far. So definitely lessons learned out of that. You know, hopefully that you know anybody that deals with that, where they have maybe a little too much um, pride or confidence in themselves, to where it can lead into arrogance. Hopefully, maybe they'll have that conviction when the right time comes. But as of right now, just, you know, all we can do is just try to make a better daily, better daily choices within ourselves, um, even in an area like this that people don't really think about as much. Yeah, because even like um, 
Egypt comes to mind with Moses and Pharaoh in, in as much as what, what essentially was Pharaoh's reasoning for wanting to keep those people. Um, we have a, a cultural context where there's so many of them, they're having to kill the newborns because there's just way too many. You just got way too many slaves that they're starting to become a threat to you that they might end up overthrowing you. You know, and then here comes this guy saying, if you want to take these guys, you know, it wasn't like forbidding him from enslaving anybody else, you know, with Egypt as a dominant power. But it's like, yeah, let me take the Hebrews and we'll be out this way and you carry on doing you. Like nobody was trying to really upset the the balance there too much, you know. But what what seems to always stand out to me in the text was it is almost the who do you think you are? Little Moses and like what me, like the the morning star and that kind of thing. You're gonna you're gonna take the slaves from me. And it kind of felt within that passage that pride was the overarching thing, which kind of leads into again what feels like one of the most controversial bits in the Bible for me, where it says God hardens Pharaoh's heart. Because mm -hmm. you know, what is what does that mean? It wasn't like a pulmonary heart disease or something like that. But, you know, often the, the context that I get, if the hardening of someone's heart is like just like that stubbornness that kind of comes with pride is how I interpreted it every time I've I've read it. And then, you know, eventually his son has to die. He lets them go. And then, nah, can't do it. I can't do it. Like, <laughs> it says that back after them are chariots. You know what I mean? Like, it's like that there was something just pulling on on him there that that wouldn't let it go you know and i'm not sound enough on the history to say like definitely um it's not economic but from the personality traits that seem to come out in the text i'd say it's clearly not only economic yeah yeah that's a good example to bring up because when we do think about that you know that controversial verse where it's you know god hardened his heart you know people do wonder like, did Pharaoh even have a chance of, like, you know, even wanting to let them go? Was his heart ever going to soften to that idea? But, yeah, I do think of it more of, yeah, just, uh, you know, he was very, the Pharaoh was very, like, close-minded to this idea. Like you said, having someone like Moses just walk in and say, you know, let my people go. And it's almost like, who are you again? Like, what are you, what do you, who do you think you are? Like, trying to come in here. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm head over all of y'all. And, and I think that's where, you know, I think pride does come into that conversation, that um, situation as well, where I feel like, you know, you you do kind of get like a, a hardened heart towards the Lord because you're trying to think of yourself. You don't want to swallow your pride and you don't want to let your ego down because, you know, you have a high status of um, like a king of some sort or like a leader of some sort. And and you don't want people to um, basically make it sound like you're like telling you what to do but then we saw right quick that um that the lord you know had to do some plagues and we had a we had to get that um going and then uh and then eventually like he said with his son then he's like all right just get out of here and but we know like he said it turned that answer turned quick and here they come so and then more you know like more um major things happen with that with the split of the red sea and um, many more things like that so yeah i think that's a really good example bringing up because um yeah when you do think of pride it is almost in a way of hardening like your your heart towards the lord and and like and like being more open to the idea of just 
I'm king. Like I'm king of my own life. I had I had the keys to my own destiny kind of mindset, and and that that could definitely um be dangerous long term. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, I understand what you mean in terms of the the self confidence factor, because it's something that I've tried to be at, at peace with myself in terms of where where is the line, you know, um, in terms of self assurance, um, being able to function in society, and also at the same time being humble and dependent on on God, and it is it is definitely um a fine line um i th i think that the best thing we could do for ourselves in terms of christian confidence is to have a confidence that's based on who god is rather than who we are and just because of the christian paradigm it's like are you awesome yeah why because you know you're a friend of god christ died for you you love all right tell me more about myself i was made from the mud I was nothing. I was dead in my transgressions. Like, <laughs> like the, <laughs> the, the like paradigm. It has it has that that double edge, you know, that that double edge. Like, you know, don't forget you're going back to the dust, um, type thing. You know, and the mortality that we have within this life and everything else. So I think if if the confidence is God based, the confidence comes from, you know, yeah, I can do this. Um, I can take a risk, and I know no matter what happens. God is sufficient, God will see me through. Um, that kind of confidence versus I can do this because of who who I am, um, what I've done, what I'm capable of, that kind of based on oneself level of confidence. I think that's the one that kind of falls down. And you might find a, the, the, that weird kind of paradigm kind of seems to exist in Eden as well, um, where... For Adam and Eve, the initial confidence of knowing how to function is based on who God is and what God has taught them. Um, and then they're enticed with this, with this thing of, um, I may be able to rely on myself wholeheartedly. Um, if I can be like God myself, then I, I don't really need God after that, which leads, I think, all the way up to the Jesus teaching us how to pray with our Father, giving us this day our daily bread. Um, rather than our monthly bread or our yearly bread or our lifetime bread. Um, just because I think anything else kind of starts to target that daily relationship. You know, again, Old Testament, the the manna raining from heaven, like, don't store it. Why not? Like, that thing, you know what I mean? God, you can't make manna that we can store overnight. Like, what's going on? Um, but I think just that daily dependence and that daily idea and the daily, you know, outreach of God wanting to have that relationship with you and with all of us, that means that we have to be relying on God daily, murder the flesh daily, and be reliant on God. Yeah, yeah, I like that. The, like, the basically the root of your confidence needs to come from God. Like, you know, I think that having any, whatever talent or gift that somebody may have, whether it's singing, you know, dancing or writing, you know, people may, you know, say, oh, like, I love your singing. And like, um, then you, that, that point you have to either give the glory to God or you, you almost like try to build your own ego and be like, oh yeah, like I went to voice lessons. I've done this. I've, you know, had all this classical training and stuff like that, which, I mean, you can say that, but at the same time, if you're not given to gl glory to God at the end of the day, or like, 
saying that I feel like God gave me this gift and um yeah it does start building up your ego and building up your um that pride to where it can be a, in a negative light and then like another thing I was thinking of it's like, I guess, like, if I brought up a, a, like, a lot, real life example for me, like, I would think that, like, with my job, what I currently do, I feel like I, I feel confident in, like, what I do at work. But if I feel like, I, I kind of feel like the reason why I'm bringing this up is I feel like with our walk with the Lord, I feel like there's always room for growth. There's always room for us to do better, not, not room for Lord, of course, because he's perfect, but for us, there's always room for growth and there's always room to to try to do better in some area of our walk. So when I think of work, like I think I may have confidence that like I can do the job, I can do all of these different tasks and complete those in a timely manner. But at the same time, there's always room to to grow. And I guess that's kind of where humility comes in because then you realize, okay, like I may be good what I what, what I do, but I'm I'm still like I still can do better in this area. So I think sometimes we have to give ourselves a, a self-reflection kind of check and like realize that like, yeah, you may be, you know, someone that can do the job really good, but like you don't want to make it sound like you you know everything and all things and then it almost makes it sound like you're trying to um up one you know, like against like your co-workers and like make it sound like you're doing like so much better than them so I guess that when I think of a real life example like I think of work and like how you know there's there's always room to do better in different areas I, I may be doing something right now that I feel like I'm doing amazing when in, in reality it may not be good practice doing so I, I think that there's you know different ways to uh, to apply this even in our own like real life situations yeah and I mean and, and on that point do you ever get that birthday thing where you look back on how you were what you were doing how you understood life like last year or the year before and you're like like what was I thinking like, <laughs> did I, did I, I really used to think that did I really like believe that like do you know what I mean like and I think that's it's, it's almost like an element of growth in that if you don't consider your past self stupid it means you probably haven't grown since like the you know the last year or the year before I think you should constantly be looking back at yourself thinking like why, why did I do that why did I used to I can't believe that's what I used to do or I used to make and I think that's a a humble place to be in one but but also a place that allows you to grow because I've also found whatever I've been interested in whatever I've tried to master the the deeper I've delved into it is the more I realize that there's so many things that I don't know like when when I first started doing music I was like oh, this is easy four beats to the bar cool cool tap that out do like that yeah that sounds good and then I started learning about all this like music theory and then wait that there's notes there's notes okay notes and they look at the note wait there's chords there's like like what and then orchestra like what like you know like the the deeper you go I think it's the more you should uncover that there's very little that you actually know and I, I think part of that practice is kind of what makes you humble wherein if somebody feels that like they fully mastered a field and is arrogant about it that's usually a, a warning sign to me that they haven't uncovered a whole other world of like mastery and such things out there yet yeah yeah i think that's a good like real life example that like you can relate to since you do music where like you 
may have started off thinking like, oh, I got this. And then you hear it, you see all of these things that, you know, like you said, the cores and all that. It was like, wait, what? Like, wait, I got to do this too. I got to do this. So I think, you know, people even do that when it comes to like, um, like maybe opening a business, like if they wanted to open like a restaurant or something like that, you know, they think it's just as simple as, okay, let's just open up a restaurant, just find a location and open up. And it's like, no, there's a lot more that goes into it. There's different contracts, there's different, you know, you got to figure out how, like the design of how you want to make it look. And, and there's, um, there's just business partners. So I think, you know, it does, it humbles you in that process when you feel like you have the confidence or or almost in a way like a, a prideful side of things, you know, of confidence. Mm -hmm. And and then uh, you realize real quick that it's like it's not as easy as it looks. So it's like it, it will help you pretty quick. <laughs> you know, like the reason I started laughing, you know, in lockdown, how many people lost money to crypto? Like, I don't know how it happened, but there's this weird point in life where it felt like everybody was like purchasing like crypto and, you know, they were like two years late for Bitcoin, but on there anyway. And then it was just going like crazy. But when you spoke to everyone, it was like, yeah, yeah, it's up. It's up now. You should do You should do this. You should do it. Look, it's up. Look at all the money I've got. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, it, it kind of just went left. Everyone went back to work. Everyone started posting their losses and such like that. Was, oh, OK, I guess um, market trends was, 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 was that was it market trends. Like, you know, like bear, bear trends, what's a bear, tr like, you know, and it's just another one of those little examples where, yeah, it, it goes deep. Like, I mean, as human beings, right, I know every generation feels like, yep, <clears throat> finally, we got this figured out, exactly how things now are things we're always supposed to be, and we're just, yeah, this how things should be, things are the best ever. Every generation feels like that, do you know what I mean? And we all have the same arrogance and everything else that goes with it. We just feel like we're we're smashing it, you know? But, like, over here in England, we've still got a Victorian water system. Across the world, everyone's using, you know, AC, DC, Nicholas Tesla, Edison vibes. It's like, I think we feel like we're so, like, modern and kind edge. Because of the internet? I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, that, that would be a funny one as well, man, I think. But I don't know if people acknowledge it in time because we get old and then we kind of feel like ah oh, things were so much better in the old days <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know there's some classic uh, music again there's some classic lines like oh these new kids they don't know about music you know back in my day music was uh you know what i mean yeah we all we all have that that weird kind of thing i'm just feeling like we're the most awesome generation ever Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can I definitely can say that um yeah, I've said that even before and like with when it comes to like television shows like cartoon shows or something that I used to watch when I was a kid in the 90s um like there's like these show like cartoons that come out nowadays and I'm thinking oh like that looks like crap compared to like the shows I watched when I was a kid so it almost does seem like there's that level of you know our generation or you know may think that we're better like than the the kids that are now growing up in this day and age so you know that I do think that's a good point that like we almost feel like we got to figure it out and then something like COVID or something like big really happens and then it like stops the tracks and we're like okay what do we do now and like you said, with the crypto situation, it, it did bring um, a pretty, pretty uh, crazy like outcome out of that to where, you know, people were having to go back to work and stuff like that. So it 
things will definitely come its way and things will eventually um pop that pride bubble <laughs> um, if it if it's meant to happen which usually it does happen <laughs> yeah and and you know that like crossing over to what you said about another way that the term pride is used within rainbows and these things like nowadays uh, i think on the topic of generations for a lot of people i think they feel as though like this is the time when people are at like the most free and you know able to express themselves where like you know if you take a few steps back to ancient rome and such have, have you seen what's going on there like grapes orgies and everything else in between like now isn't the the most free time i know it's like trendy for it to feel like oh yeah People have just now been able to express themselves and that kind of thing. But uh, Leonardo da Vinci was painting who? And like this kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. it's, it's, every generation has this feeling that they're, that they're smashing it. And, you know, I don't know. In, in America, I know like God is a lot more embraced in terms of the ecosystem, at least. Like over here in Europe, there's like a quick urge to kind of delete and just on that topic, we're heading for like, you know, one of the most bloody centuries in human history, just because of our weapons and such was the 20th century. So there's nothing to say the direction that we're heading in after two world wars. And, uh, um, but there's nothing to say that we're heading towards a more peaceful civilization as we exit from God post enlightenment either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You know, that. Um, you know, when you do think of like, you know, God, um, like you do originally think of like Europe, like as far as historically and like all of the history that went with that. But now it's kind of gotten to a point where, you know, like uh, God is almost like just put to the side in a way. And like here in America is slowly becoming that as well. Like, um, like here where I live, like in the south of the U.S., I feel like it's maybe a little bit more. Um, a little bit more popular. It's almost like we call it the Bible Belt, where like we, um, where religion is like important, God's important, but like there's places like out in the West, like California and all of those areas, and Oregon and Washington, where, where I feel like God is almost like on the back burner. It's like God is just kind of like He's there when a hard time comes, and um, I'm not saying that about every single person, but for the most part, I feel like because of like the celebrities and all of the athletes and whoever all that lives out there that um that is almost like the idolatry takes over god's position there so i can see where like that that mindset is slowly like coming towards like the whole u.s and and i I feel like it's not getting better like you said it's going to be um there's definitely like you know with weapons and all that things are you know, getting crazy, and, you know, and, and I think it's a good point that you brought up about, like, the Romans, and how, like, definitely in chapter one, it talks about, like, all of these crazy things with, like, orgies, and, um, like, men sleeping with other men, and, like, other things like that, and, I, you know, it does make you think that, you know, people probably thought at that time that, that they were living through, like, the most freeing moments, like, of their lives, but in reality, it's, it's more of a, like, a, a slavery to sin kind of thing, like instead of a freedom in who you are in Christ. I feel like, you know, when you repent of your sins, you know, I know people have that mindset of, you know, feeling like you are relying on, on God and that like you're almost like 
a slave of God in like a bad way. But really, when you think of like um, a, a slave like to the Lord, that that's probably the most freeing thing that can be. Even though people don't, when people hear the word slave, they they don't think of freedom. They think of the opposite. They think of you're in you're in like chains and like you're just you know stuck in like some kind of like just like worshiping like which is good for us worshiping a leader but like having like uh, somebody that you have to rely on which you know people don't like that mindset and people don't like to uh, rely on I feel like they have to rely on someone which um which in a way actually goes to my next question so I'm actually going to go ahead and ask this question right quick so um I feel like you know, humility, of course, is necessary to have in our lives. And um, yet we live in this world where we've talked about where pride is all about like me and my feelings. And but of course, we know as Christians, we know that life is about like glorifying Jesus and everything that we do. So I guess a question that I have, um, as since we're kind of talking about this, and it kind of leads right into this question is, people may ask us like, as Christians, why are you worried about like pleasing someone else, which is God in our case, rather than living life for yourself? Like, what would your answer be to that question? Um, the leaning on one's own understanding, which is like a quality segue you made there. I think that's where it comes down to. Um, if if I wanted to know something about the iPhone. Um, the go-to would have been Steve Jobs, followed by Tim Cook. Um, if I wanted to know something about Tesla, uh, I'd go to Elon Musk. Um, and then by the same nature of like creation, if you want to find your purpose, you want to know how to function in this world, um, the closest you're going to have to a manual is going to be the Bible. And then like connected to that is going to be God, the creator. Um, I think... If, if you forsake that and you try and wing it with whatever, you know, you got 30 years on the earth called, you got 40, 50, like, cool, like, what is that to eternity? What is 50 years to eternity, 100 years to eternity? And I think whenever we find ourselves leaning into that position where we feel like we know what's better for us than God is when we end up right in the middle of Eden um, in that same situation you know, people have, have heard many Christians look at Adam and Eve as foolish. Like, ah, oh, if that was me, if that was me, if that was you, be like, same situation over again. <laughs> it, it's like, you know, whenever we feel like we know what's better for us than what God knows, I think that's when we're in a, a really, really perilous position. Yeah, yeah, that is very true. I feel like when we almost feel like we had the, the God-like mindset and tendency to feel like we could take things, you know, take things on our own. Um, it can be very dangerous. And we we do like push God to the side, which, you know, and, and kind of going back to before I even asked the question too, like the word slave and, you know, people may wonder, you know, why do we, some of us may call ourselves a, you know, a slave to the Lord or a slave to God. And, you know, people may think, why are you like relying on somebody else instead of relying on yourself and like living out in your own freedom when in reality like you know like I kind of already mentioned that like living in for yourself is really still being in bondage to those sins and being in uh chains and and I feel like pride is kind of like your your side you know your 
you'd like there's someone that's on the side with you, like taking leadership of your life. And I feel like it, it really does like bring and long term it does bring um like does bring some danger to that. Like, you know, like you said, we may have the opportunity to live for however many years here on earth, but like compared to eternity, which is forever and ever and ever, like we know that, you know, that this prideful even if our whole lives we lived a prideful lifestyle where we felt like it was all about me I had an amazing life I did this and I lived for myself uh, but at the end of the day when you when you pass away and you are facing you know God and you're going to be told that you're you know going to heaven or hell like you know how is that going to pay off it's you know probably going to be not so good if you feel like you never even like gave your life to the Lord or ever felt like you gave up any sense of um sense of yourself. Like that's why I think, you know, in the Bible it talks about like, you know, putting down the cross and like following him and also just like talks a lot about like our fleshly desires and how we should always, you know, deny ourselves and um, we always, you know, go towards the Lord. And uh, there's a reason why it keeps on being brought up from like you said, the beginning with Adam and Eve. We saw where that ended up, you know, where sin came into the world. And and then, like, Jesus even talked about it thousands of years later. And then, like, you know, Paul's talked about it. And so it's like there's so many, like, different, like, it just keeps getting, like, talked to, to us. And we almost feel like, yeah, we've heard it. Yeah, we know. We've heard it. All right, be quiet. And it's like, no, but we still, like, we're not taking it in and applying it to our lives. And um, I feel like even it can it can come into not only people outside of Christianity, it can still come into the Christian side of things too, where, you know, maybe that, that trap can, you know, fall into place where those um, like hidden like minefields in a way are just hidden there. And like, it may hit us out of nowhere and we may um, fall into the trap or we may realize, okay, like Satan, I know what you're trying to do. So, but there are a lot of discernment needs to come into play as well. Yeah. And like, all of that said, like people are crazy. Like honestly, people are crazy and we are people. Like if you read the Bible from like wherever you want to start, just open up a page. I guarantee you, you land somewhere, somebody is being crazy. Like so all of these kind of rules and laws and these things that God's giving out, it's like it's not, you know, it's not for, for God's own kind of amusement or for like God's ego or something like that, because people are crazy. It's like from from top to bottom. It's like because uh, we can start literally um anywhere that we wanted. But okay, eye, eye for an eye, like, guys. You can't kill people for stealing bread. Just you know, if someone kills someone, okay, you guys, you can be crazy. Like, do you know what I mean? Let's start there. Uh, are we over that? Okay, guys, let's try and turn the other cheek now. You guys are done killing each other. Okay, let's. Someone does something to you. Try and forgive, okay? Because, because like people are crazy. The same people who tend to tend to the cheek, cheek to when crucified Christ. It's it's just it's just like from from top to bottom. We need a savior. Is the fundamental Christian doctrine? Why do we need a savior? It's people do evil stuff and act crazy. Um, from like literally any book in the Bible I can picture right now. I think that's where we are. So all of these laws and rules, even if you want to go from Ten Commandments. Like, you know, God's talking about not lying to each other. You can't lie to God, you know? Thou shalt not kill. He's talking about killing each other. You can't kill God. Like, these laws are not for God. 
you know, honor your mother and father. It's like, because you guys are crazy. Like, you guys keep doing crazy stuff. Moses, do you know what they're doing at the bottom of the mountain right now? Worshipping a new God. What? Really? We just brought them out of Egypt, but that's what they're doing. Like, do you know what I mean? Ah, oh, there's snakes everywhere. Moses, like, <laughs> from top to bottom. <laughs> I feel like there's a couple of ways you can look at the Bible. Like, you can look at it as man's relationship with God and God's relationship with man. And throughout that relationship, there are certain common themes. And one of them, I think, is definitely people people being crazy, you know? Like, Peter spent how long with Jesus? Then goes to, like, cut off people's ear. Like, you know, like, let's, let's not talk about Judas. There's no point. Let's not talk about Judas. <laughs> yeah. Like, you've seen guys walking on water the other day, Judas. And now what are you doing? Like, honestly. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, so I, I feel often it's a it's a misunderstood paradigm that we're doing a whole bunch of stuff including going to church to to make god happy because even even worship i would say is working as a, a favor to us to be able to be in direct communication with god like that that is a, a favor to us you know what i mean it's like oh you're not going to church so that god doesn't have a bad day like type thing but people are i guess the question implies people are crazy because it's, it's the implication that god's doing all of these things so that we can do him a favor in terms of the laws and the slave thing yeah yeah most definitely i i definitely can relate to that here like being in the bible belt we will call it is because of you know we almost have this idea of like you have to go to church on sunday you have to you know do all these things it's almost like a checkbox instead of like actually really wanting to be there not saying that about everybody but it seems like that's like the common theme for us where it almost feels like all right god you happy i showed up at church and it's almost like um and even for the people that are always at church that you know maybe they have that prideful and like look down upon other people that aren't always there that don't follow through with um with like every single like thing when it comes to the christian life and like because we know we're not perfect at the end of the day but there are some of those people that have that holier than thou attitude which does turn people away from christianity because people are thinking like you know if someone's gonna act like that like you know if I, just because i may not have known a bible verse you know if they say quote like this verse and then you may not know it right off the bat and you almost kind of get looked down upon like wow he doesn't know his bible he don't know the word of god and i feel like you know that could bring some prideful stuff where if people are a little too um too i guess nitpicky or about like about like stuff like that whether it's like oh oh you weren't at church today like why weren't you at church today and i feel like people are a little bit can get a little bit too prideful in that area and that that definitely doesn't need to be brought into the house of worship and then um another thing that you brought up was about how crazy people are which that is very true like i feel like we see it from time to time then something's always on the news about some crazy person and even in biblical days we see like you said you could turn to any page and there's um somebody doing something crazy and i think that's what is um you know great about um, you know, about having a perfect God that we can look up to and rely on because, you know, when we try to rely on ourselves, like 
we are part of that crazy like equation like without the lord we would probably be doing crazier things right now rather than talking about something like pride and humility i'd probably be doing something else i may not even have this podcast you know i may have had a whole different direction if i relied only on myself and like didn't rely on god and felt like that this podcast was like god's calling in my life to um not only share the gospel and different topics but like also just sharing the love of jesus and being the hands and feet of jesus so um and like serving others like through just kindness or just even just whatever the case may be so i feel like you know a, a death can determine your whole life if you rely only on yourself rather than giving that glory to god so yeah i could definitely agree with a crazy <laughs> comment we are some crazy people out here we definitely need a, a perfect savior <laughs> Yeah, what we said, it sounds like the Pharisees, in terms of what you said earlier about the the holy the holy test um type thing. It's, it's weird. We we do still have this present in in Christianity today, which is just weird because this is what I mean. Like again, it kind of um it kind of highlights the lack of knowledge for me, the same way we said earlier. If if you find yourself prideful about the level of Christianity that you've attained. And no one worried about if you're saved. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, no one worried about if you actually, you know, one of those people that the Bible describes as things hidden from that you're reading the Bible and you're not actually able to take anything from it. In in that, you know, because the the whole the whole New Testament is essentially about what you lot are doing is not good enough, and you need a savior because you're not worthy. Like the the whole of the New Testament, the whole of the Old Testament is you lot messed up and you're gonna need a savior because you're not worthy. Like you know, so if you read the Bible and you come out with, huh, huh, like do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> wait, what, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad that you brought up the word Pharisee because that's exactly how I think about those kind of people. I do kind of feel like when people have that holier, like, I'm I'm more holy than you. God loves me more than you because I know his word more. And I go to church every Sunday and probably even Wednesdays, if you have church on Wednesdays or whenever the day of the week. And, and I feel like there is that modern day Pharisee that, you know, that can come into play. And, and that's where, I mean, that's exactly the ones that Jesus called out. Like when you're more worried about the religion itself which there is amazing things within the religion itself but like if you're not even thinking about the relationship with jesus like you're you are almost not you are not having that humble side of things where you realize okay like i may you know have some good things over here but like i still need jesus because without jesus i'm i may be doing some uh you know doing something crazy and like i may even have that mindset like a Pharisee. So that almost needs to be a prayer and within the Christian community to like, to, you know, hopefully those, those people that are what I would call modern day Pharisees, um, like have a conviction with that because if you're more worried about, you know, casting out other people or like, or calling out other people for their lack of knowledge with the word or, or you didn't see them every Sunday at church, it, it can be a very like it could turn people away, and that could be uh, that could be part of the reason why I feel like Christianity uh, can be on a on a downhill in a way because I feel like they're the people that are supposed to be representing Jesus aren't 
aren't really representing him like to the to the best of their abilities. They're trying to use their own abilities to um to you know have this prideful, judgmental kind of attitude, and it can it can definitely just you know push people away and make it to where people don't even want to get to know God because of that person and their experience with them. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. We're ambassadors of the faith, and I think um, as as ambassadors, we're we're compelled to act in a certain way, and being prideful just isn't one of those ways. Yeah, absolutely. So I know we've talked a lot about like you know God's word and the Bible and how it talks about pride and humility. So that kind of leads me into my next question. So. Um, do you have any verses that come to mind or like you wrote down any, I've wrote down a few of, of verses that, um, that talk about pride and humility and like, what does the word of God say about each of these two things? Yeah, there was, um, one that I picked out when I was, um, just because there's so many that is like, don't do that. Don't be prideful or it's going to come for the full type thing because there's so many of those. Um, there was a uh, second Corinthians seven verse four. Um, so when Paul's speaking to the church in Corinth and he says, I'm acting with great boldness towards you. I have great pride in you. I'm filled with comfort in all our affliction. I am overflowing with joy. Um, I thought that was interesting because you remember right at the start when we said um, we're kind of limited by the language in that it feels like for pride, there could be like for other other words, like hey, you have your kind of eros, agape type thing in terms of the Greek for love. Um, but this this type of feeling of warmth and a fuzziness inside you feel when you see somebody around you just do something really heartwarming. I don't know if pride lands it, man. Is it? <laughs> it's not yeah. self worship. It's not confidence. It's 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 not that, is it? Is, yeah. is something else. It, it feels like a, a over a overflow of joy and happiness, based on having seen somebody reflect God. Almost, I would say something like that. Um, my my son yesterday. Um, so for Good Friday, so we're like kind of talking, um, talking that talk. You know, keeping it light. And then, and then, like I'd forgotten about it, but there was this like documentary that he wanted to watch about the life of Christ, um, and he he said it like a few days ago, and I'd like saved it aside. It was like at one of those two-hour-long um, Christian productions, no cartoons. I was thinking, oh, don't worry, let, I'll put on like a little uh, saddleback or some 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 like a little like Easter kids cartoony. Hi, my name's Jesus. La, 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 like type thing. He's like, no, I don't want that one. I was like. Well, but other one is like it's for adults. You're not really gonna be able to understand a lot of it. Um, he's like, it, it's okay because then after I can learn more. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> he's five, by the way. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> look, like you know, like like you know, how did how did this happen? Like type thing, like you know, and like so that feeling was like I was like really happy with him, the kind of. I had to like pray afterwards and be like, God, like thank you, um, you know, for that and everything else. Cause like, you know, we'd we like moved house, like we'd like moved church not too long ago and stuff. I've been like kind of trying as much as I can to kind of get him plugged into kind of a church setting where I feel like he's, you know, growing and flourishing. So like that was just like a 
like it, it took so much of the edge off um you know but yeah I, I'm trying to think if the word pride I, I know it works in the context of an English grammar but yeah I'm not sure if it, if you get what I mean Yeah, yeah, I understand what you mean. It is, uh, it is a hard like, like, what is the exact word for that? You know, in relation to you know that and with the verse that you mentioned, it's like, yeah, it's like there's, it's not like some kind of, it's like yeah, you have that like you're proud of your kid and like you're and like something like that, but it's like it's not really the the definition it doesn't match up with the definition of pride, like as far as like confidence and like arrogance or if you even think about that so uh, I know what you mean but it is like um you know hard to to kind of pinpoint the exact like term for that but it is um you know I think that is a, a really impressive for a five-year-old to to have that mindset of wanting to to learn about Jesus uh, even like seeing the hard stuff too I think that's um that's very impressive it's very like almost unheard of for someone so young to want to like really pursue that relationship with the Lord at such a young age, because I even though around five years old, I didn't have that same mindset. So I think that's, um, I think that's amazing that, you know, he has that humility of like wanting to, to learn. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just like really taken aback. So like someone saw that, you know, I kind of, um, like I told his mom, like afterwards in front of him what happened because I think we we're supposed to go do something but I hadn't because like we we're watching this thing for half an hour um he's back all these questions back to back to back to back as well um and then when I said to his mom he's like, she's like oh well done well done Jonah uh, he's like yeah because I love Jesus like, he did it again <laughs> <laughs> it warms your heart <laughs> oh wow Yeah, it's it's a funny one, but like, I think this is this is the thing now where w the reason I'd be reluctant to use pride is because it's almost like you put something in the middle of it. I think rather than just giving thanks to God, if 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 you direct that pride there, it's almost like you missed it. Like that that isn't you know as, as much as there might be something intrinsic that makes you feel like oh you should be credited for that. But like for me, that's not him. Like I know this guy; he's a heathen. He's a heathen. <laughs> like <laughs> it's it, it's just it's just God, you know. It's just God. So I feel like the the pride in these situations always comes as like a a misdirect, um, because okay. And now this bit isn't specifically him. Before I get done for something weird, but like God is fully able to use the unholy, um, in order to execute His will. You look at the book of Job, you know, all of this happens like uh, within the palm of, of God and God's control. Um, and I think I think often as human beings, we're at our best when what we're doing is reflecting God. So like the, the praise, the praise should be in that kind of context. Like, you know, if it's a well done, it's a well, well done for reflecting God. If it's a well done, it's well done for carrying out God's desire for your life rather than a, oh yes well well done you are so rather than it being that and directed towards the individual I think it like any any pride has to kind of point upwards hence you look at you know the the relationship between Paul and this church in Corinth again uh, another example of crazies <laughs> <laughs>
another example of crazies. Um, but like Paul, Paul expresses that pride in that essentially he's seen the the fruits of everything that he's been kind of doing a work with church and the fruits of God um within within the church, you know. Um and I think this is this is the thing. It, if if the to try and simplify, if there isn't God in it, then I think it's missed the mark in terms of in terms of the pride. So pride has to always point upwards. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I think that that's um. You know, I'm glad that you brought this up because you know when people do like you know with your your son's situation you know like with all of these questions you do think like you know like this is like great questions like this amazing job and at the end of that he still gave that glory to god like he didn't say oh thanks or something like that so it's like instead of like pointing that back to yourself you like you said you point it upwards you give that glory to god and i think that can um uh, that's why i feel like you know god even or jesus even talked about like children in the bible because it, it does seem like you know we need to be like children not in the sense of like having like immature temper tantrums but more in the sense of like just wanting to like that curiosity and like that um just that joy of like you know being in the presence of the Lord, like, you know, especially in the biblical days when the kids were around, they're like, you know, no, 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 not the children. And Jesus is like, hold on, this is like, this is exactly who y'all need to be like, is these children that are curious, like, you know, that want to have, like, that want to be in my presence. And, you know, I think as we get older, um, it can be a little hard to keep that childlike mindset in our lives because um, there may be, you know, different things that come in our lives where, pride, you know, kind of tags along with those situations. So I think that that's a, like, you know, with your son's situation, I think it is a very like big lesson out of this that like, you know, we see that it, Jesus talks about children and like we should have that same exact mindset. And, you know, I think that there is that, um, I guess that appreciation of, you know, of seeing like children wanting to pursue the Lord. So yeah, I can see why, like with that situation, it's hard to use the word pride because it's like not the right term. And because like you said, if you do like put pride in that situation, it almost sounds like you're making it sound like, oh, it was because of your good parenting skills. It was your like maybe conversations you've had prior about Jesus to your son, which I mean, it could be the case, but it's not due to your credit. So like you said, it's uh, it all goes to God at the end of the day, using, you know, you as a vessel to your son or or the church that y'all go to currently, maybe that place where, you know, where he's learned it from. So it's just always, you know, at the end of the day, all glory goes to God and wherever, wherever that, you know, that mindset of, you know, questions and curiosity for him came in yeah like just just from from any angle like um uh, I, I feel it has it has to be that way even, even on the basis of like um if everything happened the same um but jesus hadn't died for us then so what doesn't matter how much you love jesus you're still going to hell like mm -hmm. do, do you know what i mean like so once you once you subtract god out of it and if you were to literally subtract god out of it then everything that we're doing is for nothing. Everything we're doing is for nothing. Like it all, it all leads to hell and condemnation. 
without it. Like, you know, like, okay, you got a raise at a job. Okay, you're earning 100K a year. Cool, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if Jesus isn't in it, then it's like, what's, what's, what's the point? What is what is this new pride and glory that you have? Got a nice car. Okay, that's cool. Like, do you know what I mean? Are you saved? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, so I, I feel like it has to... It has to be that way. It's almost like the the reverse of the Romans eight twenty eight, and like if if all things work to the glory of those who love God, um, then what what about those who don't? Like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's pretty specific that passage. It could have just said, um, "All things work to the glory of people." Like, do, do you know what I mean? But it doesn't. It's pretty specific. Um, so in in any angle, like I think it it has to it has to by definition we can make it even more literal than that and talk about creation if we wanted to, or, you know, in terms of what do what do we have with, without without God? But I'm just trying to open that up from a, a atheist kind of salvation perspective in that like that has to be rooted in there in terms of the the the, the pride. Did did you have a verse that you wanted to pick out? Yeah, so I do have like three verses in mind. I think one verse was kind of already in relation to like how you mentioned about um like the pride and like the fall that comes with that. So um I was gonna read out Proverbs 29, 23, where it says, One's pride will bring him low, but he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. So that was like the verse. The first verse I was thinking of, there's a lot in Proverbs about about um, pride and humility. So that was one of the many that I feel like stood out to me because, like you said, it kind of talks about the um, like the pride. At the end of the day, it, it long term, it, it won't like lead you anywhere if, if you have all of these great things, whether it's like you said, a nice car, you have like a, an amazing job, you're getting these big promotions you know, you may have you know, all of these materialistic things and you don't like give God the glory through anything and you completely keep them out of your life, then everything that you're doing is in vain. So I think that um, I, I thought that that was like a good time to like even bring in that verse and just as you were talking, because it it does show that like long term when we see pride, like pride's like you're your end game to it, the, the really at the end of it all, it's it's not gonna work out to your favor. Yeah, so so many, man, so many. Uh, was the gain of the wealth for the loss of your soul? Um un- unless the Lord watches the tower, the watchman wa- watcheth in vain. And it's like so so many. Like and just hearing you read it is like just so so profound and so powerful, but I think fundamentally the reason I think there's so many of these kind of verses is just to to like to heed it as a warning to just like get out of your way and you know just don't stand in your own way like if you're not careful there's you and then there's you blocking God from you type thing do you know what I mean like let's take it a little bit deeper let's take it a little bit deeper like marriage Lord, why, 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 why would you not help me during my marriage? I'm going through this divorce. Like, did you consult God about who you you were gonna marry? Like, did did mm-hmm. did you pray together? Did you have a relationship with God? Things go left, and all of a sudden they're like, "Yay, hey God, remember me?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like type type thing, you know? It's like get get out of your own way. Just have a direct relationship 
with God, give God the glory for all of your achievements. So, so many times in my life, I'm telling you a secret, Joe, like a lot of people think I'm really competent, like, mm -mm. but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know how to pray, like, <laughs> there's <laughs> not like an exam uh, a job interview something like that that like I haven't prayed for like if I tell you like driving tests and that kind of thing like there's no way I should have passed that was a danger to the public there's no way I should have passed but like you know I, I prayed on it repeatedly like type thing and like I said like God <clears throat> if I pass <laughs> I gotta give you the glory for this because like, I can know what I did I had the driving instructor screaming stop Mm -hmm. it still passed like that's not normal do you know what I mean like 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 so I feel like that has always just allowed me to function a certain way um because like yo God you take charge you take control you get the glory if there's someone you need to send me I'm gonna listen out I'm gonna try to go do you I'm here just let me know type thing but hey God if it messes up it's your fault you know because I followed everything that you said so if it messes up it's your fault Oh, look at that, it didn't mess up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like, you know, <laughs> like, like to link back some of the things that we said is, you know, like Pharaoh didn't kill Moses. Like, Job didn't die. Not from that instance. It's like, do you know what I mean? It's like, if you actually follow what's being laid out for you piece by piece, the roadmap, then it's like, it's infallible. You know, it's infallible. You go through hard times, are you going through them by yourself or with God? A big difference. Big difference. Are you trying to, like, like, you know how we said people are crazy? Like, picture this. Someone going through suffering by themselves when there's a God who can help them. Mm. Huh? Like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, like everyone's going to go through suffering, but suffering with God versus suffering without God? Like, what kind of a crazy decision is that? Yeah. Like, what? Like, yeah. 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 I, I'm glad that you brought up marriage into this topic because, you know, people do only, people say that it, um, like, it's only like your team is like two people on the team when in reality, it should be three people on the team when you have God in the middle of it. And if God's not in the middle of your marriage and if you're only basing your marriage based off of, I don't know what, uh, what kind of examples or um, like, if you're only like having, maybe let me just throw like lust. If there's not, if there's like, just, it's all about maybe how somebody looks and you think they're, they're just attractive and you're going based off that. And then, um, and then once, once things get kind of dull and boring with that, if you are so just used to that and like there's nothing else to go based off other than just surface level external kind of stuff then the marriage is not going to last if you don't have real true love there so i feel like um that was like a good example to bring up as far as marriage like if if god's not in it then like the marriage is probably going to be hard to like get through because you're you're relying on yourselves to to work on it which i mean it's there's definitely there's definitely never a perfect marriage, of course, but like there's at the same time just realizing that you have a God that is going to pull you through that hard times and get you through those um, moments to where you're going to have happy moments. So I think that was really good that you brought up. And another thing that I was thinking about, you said, you said, get out of your own way. And I, I love that you say that because um, I've always like told myself that like, 
like sometimes you could be your own worst enemy. And the way when I say that, I think of it as one angle. But now that you say it in this like perspective, I can see it in two different ways. Because sometimes I'll say I'm my worst enemy because maybe I put myself down. Like I don't have enough confidence. And like maybe I'll tell myself, oh, like you you still need to lose weight or you need to do this to yourself. You need to make this kind of change within yourself. And so it's almost more of me putting down myself. But then also, I feel like you need to get out of your way in the prideful, arrogant sense of like, okay, like you're, you're you're stopping yourself from having a like a even deeper relationship with the Lord. So I, I can really see that term being used. Um, it's almost like a, a double-edged sword. It's like, you know, you, you you have to be very careful with like how you react to like maybe the the gifts that God has given you and like how are you going to use that? Are you going to use it to the glory of yourself? Are you going to give it to God? Or are you going to do neither and like put down yourself and like make yourself feel worse and like not even have any kind of belief in, in like or that you feel like you can have the potential to do anything so i feel like it can go both ways when i hear that term uh, or like when you hear that term that like you can be your own worst enemy it's like uh, yeah for some reason when you were talking about get out of your own way i thought about that term <laughs> yeah and, and i mean because we're human i feel like the the okay so there's going to be self-doubt that's the first thing but maybe your self-doubts are also true controversial but, but it's like maybe there's certain things that we're not fully qualified or able to do. So we bring God. <clears throat> like that's, again, another like common principle that we get from the Bible. Like how many arcs did Noah build? Like, like do you know what I mean? Like how, how many people groups had Moses led, Moses led out of uh, slavery? So anyway, these guys aren't qualified for the things that they've been asked to do, but build an ark to save the world. Like, <laughs> who, who's prepped for that? Like, no matter who you are, again, you could even be prideful. Part of you'd be like, I don't know if I can spend, like, the rest of my life build, building an ark. I don't know if I've got the stamina to do that. If you ask me to do a project that's going to take 10 years, Joel, I don't know if I've got the stamina for that. Yeah, you're talking about building an ark? Like, how long is that going to take? I, I forget the exact number, but it's a stupid amount of years. Like, it's taken building this arc and that kind of thing. There's certain things where, like, we're within our own capabilities. We're not fully qualified or able to do. And again, I've seen it, like, you know, numerous times. Like, I'm I'm on the BBC. I haven't really done anything to really be on the BBC like that. Live TV. Lord, so many cameras. Like, uh, man, what if I mess up? If I mess up, everyone's going to see this. Like, what about you? No, just brush that off. Okay, God, here I am, work through me. Do what you do, Lord. Yeah, if you mess up, it's your fault. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to turn up, I'm going to be on time, I'm going to do the practice I need to do, Lord, the rest of it. Like, that's over to you. And if I mess up, use it for your glory. Like, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? That's the kind of God that we're, that we're working with. Do you know what I mean? Like, because Noah had his alcohol problem. And Moses had his star, wasn't even allowed to go to the promised land by the end of it. So how much he's messing up. Like, do you know what I mean? And that's before we end up with like a Saul or someone like that who's penning most of our New Testament. Let's not talk about that guy. Like, you know, so so it's like it's like 
yeah, we, we may not be fully qualified to do some of the things that we would like to do, but we have a God that can go through these things with us. Like, lean on God, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not onto your own understanding, just go with God. And if God's telling you not to go, then in the first place, just don't go. It's not like go and then say, God, I thought you were with me. Why didn't you help me? If God said don't go, because the other thing that we do sometimes, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, maybe those moments where we do like lack confidence in something, maybe it's just the Lord's way of telling us um, that that's not my plan for you. Maybe there's, you know, somewhere else that you should be. There's another area that you are more fitted in like that. I want that is within my plan. So I think, you know, maybe there may be something that I may be lacking confidence in. Like, you know, I may never um, be a be like a famous singer or something like that, even though I enjoy singing. And, and not that I really have that big of a desire to be some famous singer, but if I did and like, but then someone else told me that maybe you're not meant to be a singer. And like, maybe I start telling myself, well, am I meant to be a singer? And like, then that's where you have to definitely rely on the Lord and, and like give them glory. Even if the outcome of your situation is, um, is like a rejection in a way, because, um, you know, whether it's a rejection from a certain area of your life that you may want to pursue to to like actually get into the acceptance of that. Um, sometimes the acceptance may not even be God's plan if you're just trying to force something to happen. Like, you know, some people that, you know, may just get married to somebody just because they don't want to be single. Like, you know, they may be trying to force a marriage to happen. Um, and then you end up seeing that they end up like getting a divorce because they they tried doing it on their own they tried you know forcing themselves to to get out of the singleness by just marrying anybody that walked the street so i think um i could see how you know in any situation you know whether it could be a a rejection or an a, a acceptance and um i think that's um really important to bring up but um um but i guess leading into my final question um the question that comes to mind um are i guess it's in a way kind of similar to this last question i mean this previous question i had so um are there any kind of like quotes that you've heard before or any kind of like story that you've heard where humility or pride is within that quote that maybe you enjoyed like hearing and like apply to your life yeah i think um there's so many, like we said, like um, biblical quotes, but I believe, I hope I'm not misquoting, I believe it was Spurgeon. I feel like he summarized it well, where he said, um, either um, be humble or be humbled, full stop, or as you say in the States, period. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like and I, I feel like that that summarizes, summarizes the whole kind of debate and kind of... Um, concept really well in that there's there is no other other option that I like I've just I've never seen it play out in terms of life and I've never seen it play out biblically where somebody wasn't humble and they and they weren't then humbled and, you know again as like thinking through the text you know some we haven't mentioned maybe like a David or you know you, you look at the kind of different phases during like his reign and obviously there's some character flaws in there, but I, I feel like it crosses over to an entitlement. Like I, I, I must have her <clears throat> and I deserve to have her. 
I think that's that's where we go from just a a character flow of lust to like a, a pride and the ego thing there. Is that do you know who I am? Like go get her. Like type thing. Do you know what I mean? It's like right, you talk to people, David. Um, but yeah, and that kind of thing. And just kind of looking, looking at that, looking at that legacy, looking at what that could have been. Um, again, as a person appointed by God, and then again as another crooked vessel being used by God. Um, and I feel it, it definitely stands for his life and the life of many others. Um, be humble or be humbled, like choose one. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good uh, quote to give out, you know, humble or be humbled. I think um, that that's like a really good one to to kind of close out on this topic, because I think um, at the end of the day, we need to, you know, apply that to our lives because, you know, people um do not really think as much about you know humility or humbleness and um the only quote uh, the only like things that I could think of like of course like in Luke like I know we were talking about the word of God you know you think about like the Pharisee and the tax collector story where like the Pharisee is almost glorifying himself like you know thank you God that I'm not like like that person over there but then like the tax collector has that mindset can't even look up and like is talking about how you know, how, you know, God be merciful to me, like I'm a sinner. And, you know, I think that's like a mindset that, you know, we need to come out with, like realizing that, that we, we need a savior at the end of the day, we can't do life on our own. And the only other quote that I was thinking of, um, before we go is, um, there was one quote that I have over here. It is, uh, it was, well, I'm not sure if it's from C.S. Lewis. I saw that it said it was from C.S. Lewis, but then I saw somebody say that it was mis, uh, misquoted by C.S. Lewis. It was maybe by someone else. But, anyway, but anyways, um, the quote says, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. And I mm. thought that that was like a powerful like quote to kind of end with um, with our within our topic because... Um, I guess like a real life example I was thinking of is if you see somebody on the side of the road that maybe is begging for money, that like needs money, and like you have, or well, I guess I'm thinking of, in terms of America, if I have a $20 US dollar bill and I want to give that, you know, I, I start questioning whether I should give that $20 bill to the person that's begging for it. And by having the mindset of thinking, like, if I give it to that person, am I grudgingly given to that person and think, crap, well, now I'm $20 less uh, to where now I can't, um, like, to where I'm going to have to go get more money out of the bank or, you know, whatever that is, if for some reason you need cash? Or do you have the mindset of saying, well, I have $20 less, but maybe that $20, you know, can go to that person and, like, that, that person can have, like, a meal or something or two, like, depending on where they go eat at. So it's like, you know, it's all about the mindset and the, you know, how, how you should, we should always have a humbling mindset of, you know, what we do at the end of the day, you know, um, you're giving glory to God, you know, with, when you give that $20 to somebody, and if you have the right attitude too, like you want to make sure you give glory to God at the end of the day. Yeah, that makes sense, man. That makes sense. Yeah. So anyways, I think that's going to close out on this topic. I definitely appreciate you uh, being here today. And I definitely really enjoyed this conversation about pride and humility because I feel like it was a topic that needed to be addressed for sure. Yeah, likewise. Man. I think we did a fairly decent job unpacking it. Glory to God.
<laughs> yes amen that, that's the perfect way to end this topic and um viewers i definitely appreciate y'all watching whether it was on youtube or if you're listening to this on any of the podcast streaming platforms um i definitely appreciate your support there as well so i know by the time this episode comes out um easter will be over but right now this is the day before easter uh, for us so i hope that everybody um has or, or had an amazing easter and I spent time with the family and that definitely just remembering Jesus and what he went through for us and that he is resurrected and alive and coming back. And, you know, I'm just uh, I hope that everybody has an amazing holiday and I hope that everybody has an amazing rest of your day or night, depending on when you're watching or listening to this. And I uh, will see you all on the next episode of Not Your Average Joel. Talk to y'all later. Thank you, everybody, that took the time to listen to this episode of Not Your Average Joel. My podcast is available not only on YouTube, but also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I also have an Instagram page where you can see outstanding moments, behind the scenes, and even a funny moment or two from each episode at Not Your Average Joel Podcast. If you want to get in contact with me, then my Instagram page is probably the best way to do so through direct messaging. I appreciate any kind of support that you have given to this channel, whether you are a guest or a listener to this podcast. Once again, I thank y'all so much, and I look forward to sharing more of my life with y'all on the next episode of Not Your Average Joel. Goodbye.